Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about others' passions and drives and learn what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey friends, happy Thursday and welcome to Virtually Best Friends Pod. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I am doing so well, Sierra. It is feeling like summer, like driving down the road with the windows down. It's feeling pretty good. Yeah. How are you doing? I am feeling the same way. Today is actually a little like cloudy and rainy, but that unofficial start of summer feel is definitely full blast. Like, oh. That and just, you know, we've talked about this so many times. I swear I say it every time, but like the, the happy boost that comes from being out in the sun and getting to do a couple more uh, things with people that you haven't seen in a long time. Like that's really, really helping this season go by smoothly. Yes, I totally agree with you. It feels like joy is in the air. I don't know how to better say it. Last summer did not feel like summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it was just like, We were inside, we watched the world wake up for a brand new season, but it didn't feel like we really got to participate in it. So it's such a good feeling to be able to be going out and doing more things. Other than going on a thousand walks last year, (laughs) last summer. (laughs) You read my mind, actually. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. All right, Caitlin. Well, let's get into our thumbs up, thumbs down, our little segment where we like to share something that has gone well this week and something that has gone not so great. What is your thumbs down, Caitlin? My thumbs down is that I I guess it kind of relates to my thumbs up, but we saw Ryan's parents this past weekend and my thumbs down was just leaving them and saying goodbye to them after not seeing them for many, many months. So kind of tied into my thumbs up. How about you? What's your thumbs down? My thumbs down is a very trivial, but I was really excited for this package to arrive. And my email said that it got here. So of course I went on a hunt for my package, which is quite the ordeal just because my my place sucks when it comes to packages. And I looked so many places and I have not found it. So I'm going to be really upset if it doesn't show up in the next couple of days. But it was kind of a bummer because I was looking forward to it. I was like, hoping to try on some new shorts. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh you got to get the new shorts. Well, oh, new shorts. And then I'm also really into bralettes because I just don't think that I can go back to a regular bra like ever. Um, And I found this bralette that I really liked from American Eagle. And so I ordered another one in a different color. So that's what I'm waiting on, a pair of shorts and a bralette. Because actually, fun fact, Caitlin, I finished, okay, I didn't completely finish the process, but I went through and I tried on all of my things from that I had from um, last season or last year or whatever in the process of switching my closet over. And I went through and I tried on all the things and made some tough decisions about whether I wanted to keep things or give them away and hung some stuff up. So I finally went through that process. Like I said, I wanted to um, a few episodes back. And yeah, I decided that I needed a new pair of shorts and a bralette. (laughs) Woohoo. Okay, so yay for finding something new. Yay for also the organizational goal that you had. Nicely done. Woo. Yay. 
thank you. Um, so you kind of already said your thumbs up. Do you want to go into more detail about Jess? No. Yeah, we went up. It was the first time flying since November of 2019 to go see Ryan's parents. And it actually was a lot easier than I was anticipating. Everybody was wearing masks and there's a lot of mandates of, you know, you've got to be vaccinated in order to be able to fly or you wear a mask, but you wear a mask regardless. So I was a little bit anxious about flying beforehand, not going to lie. And part of it was just that I hadn't been flying in so long, but I have to crack up though. Side note, it ended up being great. So nice to see Ryan's parents. The one thing that this is probably my thumbs down is that I forgot what turbulence felt like. Mm. I totally forgot. So we're sitting in the airplane and you know, it wasn't even that bad, but I just (laughs) forgot what that was like and got a little bit panicked of that. But you know what? Overall, that's pretty good to, that that's the only thing that was panicky. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yes. How about you? What is your thumbs up then? Um, My thumbs up will have to be that I got to spend lots of quality time with my nephews over the weekend. It's just so great to be able to see them. And Camden is just getting so big. So he's like at this really fun age right now where like he could be my little sidekick. Like he's like, I'm Cece, can you play outside with me? And I'm like, yeah, we can. Let's go. Or um, we're like hanging out, watching movies. And like he just loves me. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> like I don't know how else to say that other than like, just feels nice to be able to spend time with them and the new one the baby's getting so big also and yeah we just got to chill and bond and of course seeing my bestie (laughs) of course (laughs) of course seeing her she was great but like also just getting that bonding time with them yeah yeah oh that's so exciting how cute I was grinning from ear to ear when you're talking about them just kind of love kids it was so, so nice. Like those are some of the little memories that I'm gonna I'm gonna have, even though they're so mundane at this point. But just like, for example, his mom was taking a nap, and like I snuck up there and I was like, "Watch Rugrats with me," <laughs> and he came downstairs. Rugrats. We watched Rugrats, Rugrats oh. in Paris, and <laughs> oh, I was having the time of my life because I'm a big kid. And I was like, yes, let's watch all these movies that I want to watch, but are also age appropriate for you. And we'll have a good time. (laughs) I honestly could not love that more. That is awesome. (laughs) Very fun. Okay, well, let's go ahead. And we have a good throwback this week. So friends, if you are just joining us each Thursday, we'll do a throwback Thursday to chat about something from years ago that just brings up all kinds of nostalgia and great memories. And maybe you've experienced something similar along these lines too. So Sierra, let's chat a little bit today about games that we used to play when we were kids. So we're talking before our phones were out and we find ourselves scrolling through solitaire or words with friends. What were some of your favorite games to play? Well, if we're talking computer games, I just want to set the scene for you a little bit. There is one computer in the house. Like this is back in the the early 2000s, the late 90s. There is one computer in the house because that's just how it was. It's a desktop computer. It's huge. It's chunky. Yeah. (laughs) And um, you can only get on the internet certain times. You can't when your parents are on the phone. 
And um, especially when I was a kid, I mean, my mom was very like, you know, um, observant because everyone, I mean, still now there's a lot of internet danger out there, y'all. But it was very much so the computer was in the family room, like we were being kept tabs on as far as what we were doing. But we were allowed to play video games. And I think um, some of the computer games that like you bought, you know, because you had to buy like the little CD-ROM to put it in the computer. We had like a Barbie spy game and I don't remember much about it other than the fact that it was this Barbie spy game that we used to put in the the disc to play. And then, oh my gosh, that was also the time I think where there were just so many computer site games like for kids. So I'm thinking like Millsberry, like, which is like a serial yes. company, I'm pretty sure. Yes. And like Build-A-Bear had one. That was real good. Yeah, so what else did I yes. play? Like there were a couple of random like just serial companies that like had legit good game platforms that were the best. But then also like I was on Disney Channel playing like the sandwich stacker game with um that little like rodent thing. <laughs> I yes. don't remember what it was. I remember that. And there were a couple games too. They all followed the same format, right? I feel like all of those games were like, like, you know, it would stack yeah, like up different, or things would or drop. different levels, like the Zach and yeah. Cody game where it's like you're yes. running from Mr. Mosby. <laughs> I remember doing the Lizzie McGuire, like singing, singing along to mm. Why Not from the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yes. I totally forgot about those websites too. <laughs> what were some of the games that you liked to play? I loved those games, those website games. But like you, the computer, I love how you set the scene. I was like, yep, <laughs> that was us too. The computer was in an open space where everyone could see what you were doing. We had a little egg timer that we had to um, set for how long we could spend on the computer. But half the time of that timer was spent loading the game because <laughs> yes. of dial-up and everything else that it would take forever for it to load. So like your 20 minutes were halved at least because of all the loading time that it would take. But I totally remember like these cool educational games because my mom figured if we were on the computer, we might as well be doing an educational game, which they were pretty fun, I will say. So I just remember like little frogs hopping and stuff like that, like visiting the, the pyramids and then visiting Machu Picchu on this one Frogger game. And there was a Madeline game. I, I don't know. I don't even remember the names of all of them. I just remember the slow graphics because it would take forever <laughs> to move. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think it's such a different time too because like we're recording on our Mac or on our laptops and like I feel like now it's much more common for everyone to kind of have their own um what are these things called? Their their own like your devices. Device. Yeah. yeah, like they're having their own devices now. It's so much different from back then when it was just like everyone was using the same thing. Or did you have any of those like computer classes with like yes. the colored computers, but you had to like learn to type using those? Yes, Mavis Beacon <laughs> teaches typing people. <laughs> yes. Oh man, yeah. Yes, yes, I am amazed because my second graders this year, I taught a coding club all year every week. And I was like, oh my gosh, these kids know so much more than I do about computers. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. Like we were definitely the start of that. Like we were doing all the experimenting yeah, and then, and then they came along. <laughs> I know totally. Or like the little mouse that 
like the ball the on the bottom like wouldn't be fitting quite right and you mm. couldn't move the mouse and there was no like touch screen it totally different <laughs> or the paper clip that popped up in word when he needed yes! help yes. or you can ask Jeeves anything or <gasps> what was the other one um there's another one cha-cha you can like text cha-cha and they would like give you can you still questions. do that i feel like i used to text cha-cha I have For no idea. Okay, I'm going to check it out while we... Nope, I don't think I can anymore. <laughs> yeah, you used to be able to text Cha-Cha for the weather. That's so true. Well, you used to be able to text to tweet also. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I remember in computer class saving all of our files on those little floppy disks. Mm -hmm. And how people don't even know what that is anymore. Like yeah. if you... Like people don't know why the save icon looks like a floppy disk. Like that right? doesn't compute to them anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not at all. Or like the original flash drives could only hold like one document. <laughs> yeah. What a time. What a time to be alive. All right. Before we get into today's guest, I do have a couple of like random, just like a really random things to share today. One is like a PSA that Harry Potter is on HBO Max now again, if that is your thing which it is mine. I was so excited to see that they were there, but only for the month of June. So hop on that. Yes. And there's a friends reunion on HBO max while you're there. There is. I have you, did you watch it? I haven't watched it yet. No. Have oh, you? I did. I did. Was it good? It was all right. I mean, okay. like I like the setup of it. It was all right. It was okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think quite needs, like it. the original. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Um, and then do you remember last week when we were talking about or on last week's episode when we were talking about um, <laughs> the squirrels and the birds <laughs> that like hanging out with us? Yes. <laughs> it's a well, saga. The cicadas like to hang out on my windows now. <laughs> and it's it's so funny to me because like it's like they have to take make an effort to get up here to hang out with me. But they'll just hang out on my windows. I everyone listening, my eyes are like the size of saucers right now <laughs> because listening. I cannot imagine these cicadas. I Sierra's been sending me videos. I've been looking at articles. I've been watching videos. Oh my word. I laughed so hard. I almost sent you another video. Like I'm trying not to send you anything else. But <laughs> when um, my sister and I were going to go on a walk one day, we literally like we went to an area and we had to leave because if you roll down your windows, like the decibel level, like it was insane. Like how loud the cicadas were. She no was way. like, absolutely not. We're not walking here. Like it's hard to find an area that doesn't have too many. Like there's always like a, just a, a faint sound, you know, of them, of them in the air. But in highly mm. dense areas of, of trees and things, it's like insane how loud it gets. <laughs> that's disgusting. I have no other word for it. And I'm sorry because that just doesn't sound fun whatsoever. It hasn't been bothering me too much this year. Okay, yeah. Like good. I've I've looked at other people's stories. People are upset. They like fly into your car and like <laughs> they're tormenting people. I haven't had too many rough experiences with them yet this year. Um, but I I am just amused that it's happening, <laughs> that it's a thing. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> this week on the pod, we actually have a very special guest. 
Yes. Oh my goodness. We are so thrilled today to have Catherine on the podcast. And Catherine is a pilot. She is also a really good friend. And I have loved watching her aviation journey over the last couple of years. And besides being a pilot, she is also really passionate about um, photography and so many other great things. So we're really excited to hear from her today and to hear about women in aviation as well. If you are interested in flying at all. She has some great advice for you and just some really great life advice in general. So we're so happy to have her here today. And with that, we will get right to it. Hey, everyone, we are here with Catherine, and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today. I've known Catherine for several years now, and I've just loved following her and seeing all of her incredible ambition and passion that she has, not only for flight, but for so many other things in her life. And I feel honored every time I get to spend time with her. So I'm so happy to have her here on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Oh, gosh, thank you. It's an honor to be here. (laughs) Yes. So Catherine, before we get started, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe um, what you are up to right at the moment? Well, let's see. I'm from Colorado with you. But yes, so I'm an airline pilot. I flew for SkyWest first, but now I'm in a week break because I got hired by United. So I get to start with them on June 8th and I get to go to class for about nine weeks before I get to go start flying the real plane. Yes, it'll be really exciting. We'll get to see where I get based. There's a potential I could go to Guam. So, you know, get some tropical beach life. But hopefully not. I would rather stay here. But yes, so it'll be super exciting to see what I get to fly, where I get to fly, if I get to go international right away or if I have to stay within the United States. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Yes. I am so excited for you on this next journey because having watched where you came from and where you're headed to, it's just been so cool to be a part of. Oh, thanks. I think just the idea of flying a giant commercial plane, like that sounds insane to me, but so exciting for you. Like, how cool is that? Can you tell us a little bit about when you knew that you wanted to be a pilot? I would say I knew probably when I was first born, honestly. My dad's a pilot for United as well, so it'll be really cool to fly with him. Uh, My grandpa flew for Delta. My aunt was a flight attendant for American, and my grandma was a flight attendant for TWA. So it's kind of like in my blood, I would say. And none of my brothers or sister really want to be pilots, so I really wanted to be the third generation pilot and kind of carry on. So I would say, honestly, ever since I was little, I knew to travel a lot growing up. So by doing that, I always really loved it and it'd be cool to get paid for that too, I think. So honestly, I would say ever, always. I love it. I love your passion for flying and having seen your journey, like I said, um, what was there like a big point when you knew what you wanted to go towards, like commercial aviation or if you wanted to go more private flying, what was kind of the determining factor for you? I guess definitely my family, since they are doing commercial flying in the first place, I kind of always liked the idea of getting to fly like other families around or other businessmen or just flying people to their journeys. So I thought that'd be cool to get to fly like the public rather than rich people doing private jets <laughs> but or like small things too. But I thought it'd be cooler to get to fly bigger planes because corporate jets, while they're really cool, they're kind of small. 
They get to go to cooler places, though, so that I definitely considered it for a little bit, but I kind of wanted to fly with my dad more, so I figured it'd be much better to go the commercial aviation route. Honestly, I can't help but think of, you know what I'm thinking of, Caitlin, when I think of flights and pilots, I can only think of our favorite books, which is um, the Alaska Wild series. Have you, have you happened to read yes. those? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love those. Caitlin introduced me to this series and I loved it. I asked for them for Christmas and got all of them. So I think I've read it like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's obviously the planes you're flying are commercial. So I, I bet it's a lot different from being like an Alaskan bush like oh pilot. yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but um, do you have like I don't know any of those moments? <laughs> I guess like, or have you? Did you start off flying small planes? Like I don't even know what goes into the process of being a pilot. Oh yeah, I would say definitely you have to start in small planes. You have to get a thousand hours before you can go to the airlines. So I definitely started in small planes. And my first three flights were actually in Maine. So Maine, I've never been to Alaska, but I'm going to guess it looks like Alaska. So mm. flying in Maine definitely reminded me of being in Alaska because you had the ocean and then you had all the forest. And there were times where we saw moose like going along while we were flying. So I would definitely say that was kind of reminded me a lot of this series. And then it's a little different, but I did all of my training in North Dakota. And some of them you get to land on the grass. So for my students, we would get to land on the grass. And that was always cool because it felt like you were not crashing, but kind of crashing because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're landing not on a runway. But so those moments definitely reminded, reminded me of like when Jonah would just land in the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> that's kind of like what I felt like whenever I was landing on the grass. <laughs> but so. thankfully you had much better landings than some of his emergency ones. <laughs> but yeah, I've luckily not had to deal with an emergency <laughs> of that nature. Also, shout out to the Simple Wild. Catherine, I think this is like the third or fourth time we've talked about it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's such a good series. It really is. And I also know that you have been involved in different aviation organizations, especially for women in aviation. Could you tell us a little bit about those? Oh, yes. Women in aviation is awesome because women are, it's still definitely a boys club, I would say. It's definitely way more male dominated. Uh, out of all of the uh, like population in aviation, women only make 7% of the total aviators or aviatrixes. But yeah, so it's a really small. So I did the Women in Aviation Club in uh, at University of North Dakota. There were only like seven of us. It wasn't very big, but it was really cool to get to connect with them. And then especially every year, except for COVID, uh, they have a Women in Aviation conference where everyone from around the world comes that are girls like guys come too, but it's kind of annoying when they come because they just want jobs. But it's cool when you get to see all the girls and like they get to tell stories and whatnot. So, yeah, those were really fun. I've been to, I think I've been to four of them because I've been to Dallas, Nashville, Orlando, and um, Long Beach. So, yeah, it's it's really fun. It's a, such a cool feeling getting to see, like, all other girls in all different fields from students to the, like, women who flew wasps, like the wasps who got to fly in the World War. So it's really, really cool getting to be with them. That's got to be incredible to connect with so many people, and especially in such a male-dominated world and being a pilot and being able to kind of pave the way a little bit for women, too. Do you think that there is an increase in women in the field? 
Um, we're definitely trying, especially with like STEM getting pushed through. Um, there's definitely trying to get girls like being like, hey, you can do this. You should be a pilot too. But at the same time, it's just, it's hard because still, there's still just that mentality that girls just feel like they can't do it or they just don't want to do it. So while it's slowly ticking up, it's not as fast as it should. Yeah, it, it's getting there, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully in the next couple of years, something will change. Yeah, I really hope so. What skills do you think that girls or, I mean, pilots in general would have to have in order to start considering um, pilot as a career? Um, I would definitely say the number one thing I think you kind of have to have for this is passion. If you don't have passion to fly and you don't really enjoy it, then you're never going to last for the entire time. So that's the definitely number one. I guess it's not really a skill, but something you have to have in order to do this. Because if you don't, like I said, you're going to burn out really fast and just drop out. Honestly, I've seen it a lot. Uh, I've seen it within my own students, too, that I've had. If they don't have the passion, they don't try and then if they don't try, it doesn't go well. And then they get really frustrated with it and just drop out. So I would say that. I would say determination. And you kind of have to be someone who doesn't give up easily because there will definitely be days where it's just hard. Like maybe your landings will suck really bad. I've definitely been there. So you kind of have to have that determination and want to want to do it. And then, I don't know, I guess like people say math. I don't really use math too terribly much but you, you definitely have to have a little bit of it to do calculations and stuff for it um I don't know what else would you have to have I guess just yeah more the will to learn because you'll learn kind of all the different skills once you're actually in the plane but like to how to read instruments and whatnot um but it just comes with time what advice would you have for maybe girls who are starting out in the field or who are looking to and are aspiring to be the next big pilot? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I would say just advice is just keep being strong. You got this far and if you really want to do this, just remain strong. There will definitely be the days where like guys will just kind of push you down. I've had guys who think I can't fly or say that girls shouldn't fly, but you kind of honestly just have to put them in the back of your brain and being like, you don't really matter. <laughs> um, then just to believe in yourself. That'd be my biggest advice. You have to believe in yourself and know that you can do this. There are plenty of girls who have done this and so can you. So I would always try to remember that you, you've got this, you can do this. So you'll have hard days, but those are to be expected. Yes. And I feel like definitely like the quote where like it always helped me while I was in training where a mile of runway can take you anywhere in the world. So I'd always kind of think of that and being like, yes, I can go anywhere with just a plane and this little, little patch of concrete. But yeah, believe in yourself. That would be my biggest advice. I love that. And I feel like that needs to be framed. That oh, quote gosh, too. <laughs> and it just goes for so many STEM areas and careers. Like you said, like, I think that people have a tendency to underestimate women and we're kind of over here trying to smash the patriarchy right now. So yes. don't listen to those voices. I like that you were uh, passing that message along. Oh, definitely. That is great. Okay. Well, Catherine, we're going to switch gears a little bit and go to our flash round. So these are just random questions. Whatever comes first to your, your mind, you're welcome to answer with. If you would like to explain, you are more than welcome to as well. Um, but otherwise, the first question is, what is your favorite part of a flight, like from takeoff to landing? Oh, my favorite part of a flight. Um, 
that's hard. I, I have two come to mind right away. Landing is always really fun. And then kind of the cruise portion, especially when it's sunset, if the sun is just setting and the sky is like a million different colors. Um, that's also my really favorite part. I love getting to see those with like all the clouds too. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I guess I'd go with cruise, like when the, when the sun is setting. It sounds Beautiful. so pretty. Like you definitely would have the front row, like the best view. Oh, you definitely do. I always feel so bad for passengers because they have like the little tiny like window they have to wake out or look out of. And then I have like five windows up front and I can see everything. So I'm like, oh, I wish you guys could see this. <laughs> But our next question is what is your go-to song right now my go-to song um it's by the one by Demi Lovato actually I don't know why it's just the one I've been listening to uh what other people say mm. yes it's really good but it has to be the rehab remix because the original version is kind of slow so if the rehab remix is really good we respect to some good Demi Lovato I actually have a lot of Demi Lovato on many of my playlists oh, awesome <laughs> Okay, cats or dogs? Uh, cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you all couldn't see that, but Catherine literally has a pillow behind her right now. Oh, yeah. That says move over cats. Yeah, it says <laughs> no, move, move over, over the cat, cat sleeps here yeah. and there's a cat sleeping at my house right now. There we have five cats at my parents' house. And there's I have one cat too. And my brothers have two cats and my other brother has a cat. So Do you yeah, we're, we're cat party? people. <laughs> it's a cat party honestly <laughs> i love it okay your next question is which season do you prefer summer or winter um i kind of would say winter because i like putting a whole bunch of clothes on versus summer you can only take so much off true that's yes. a really good point <laughs> literally my my philosophy as well. I say that all the time. I'd much rather be cold than hot because. Yeah, you can just keep layering it on. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And our last question, super serious. Did we just become best friends? Uh, yes. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Well, we are so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for chatting with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much for hosting me. It's been a blast. Absolutely. But thank you everyone for listening to this episode of virtually best friends pod and thank you again to Catherine. it was so great to meet you and talk about flight and aviation especially as a woman in the male dominated field we will be back next week with another episode of virtually best friends see ya